Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Reconomy podcast, where we discuss economic issues that impact real estate, housing, and affordability. I'm Odetta Kushi, Deputy Chief Economist at First American, and here with me is Mark Fleming, Chief Economist at First American. Hey, Mark. Hi, Odetta, and today we have got a special episode. That's right. We have a special episode because we have a very special guest joining us today. Joining us is Ksenia Podopov, an economist on our team at First American. Ksenia's research focuses on demographic trends, affordability, and homeownership, just to name a few. And today she's here to discuss a very important and timely topic, first-time homebuyer affordability. Welcome, Ksenia. It's great to have you. Thanks for inviting me on. Very excited to join you both. I'm really hoping for some good 80s references. Please don't enable this, Ksenia. Too, too late, it's too late. I am only happy enough to oblige. But today, before we get into the 80s, we'll be giving an update on a topic we've talked about before on this podcast. But of course, it's important to provide an update in these ever-changing times. We'll be discussing our first-time home buyer outlook report. You can refer to episodes 9, 30, and 45 for more. As you can tell, home ownership is a topic that is a favorite of ours. But we'll refresh your memory on the details and give an update on the most recent results. Senya, do you know the origins of this report? I know it probably involved a whiteboard. I just imagine Mark coming across a bunch of headlines about first-time homebuyer affordability and going, no, this is the wrong way to measure it, <laughs> then bursting into Odetta's office, doodling on a whiteboard, and together coming up with this new method. At least, that's how it plays out in my head. I can neither confirm nor deny this allegation. By the way, I just got very nostalgic about being in the office. <laughs> Um, I'm also clearly far too predictable. I can confirm it, and I actually yeah. proudly don't deny it. There are a couple of challenges with measuring affordability. The first is that you need to account for both the demand side and the supply side of the equation. And of course, you have to measure it for not just the average person, but everyone in the income distribution. Because I don't know about you, I've never met the average person. Our first-time homebuyer outlook report was initially inspired by something called a Gini coefficient. The Gini coefficient was developed as a measure of income or wealth inequality by the Italian statistician Corrado Gini in 1912. It built on the work of Max Lorenz, who came up with a visual representation of inequality, what we call the Lorenz curves. In these curves, a hypothetical straight diagonal line depicts perfect equality, and another line depicts a country's actual income or wealth distribution. The further that line is from the equality line, the more unequal the distribution. So there was definitely doodling involved, wasn't there? Definitely, yep. <laughs> yeah. I can see how the Gini coefficient would be a nice solution to the problem of measuring affordability in the housing market. Affordability measures that use the median house price, for example, fail to capture the true state of the housing supply in a market. Right, and that's the first of two problems. The second is that many affordability measures look at income without distinguishing between renters and homeowners. And there's a pretty big gap between the incomes of those two groups. The medium homeowner had nearly double the household income of the medium renter in 2021, according to census data. So that's approximately $87,000 for homeowner households and $47,000 for renter households. 
a potential first-time home buyer is by definition typically a renter an existing homeowner again by definition is already able to afford a home that is why when talking about potential first-time home buyer affordability in the following analysis we look at renter household incomes so from now on when we refer to the median renter that is synonymous with the median potential first-time home buyer exactly so here's how we actually apply the idea of a Gini coefficient to housing affordability. We calculate a potential first-time home buyer's house buying power. This is how much home someone can afford, which is based on renter household incomes, the prevailing 30-year fixed mortgage rate, and the assumption that a third of that pre-tax income is used for mortgage with a 5% down payment. Then we compare this house buying power distribution to the distribution of homes sold in that quarter. We can put those two distributions together and make statements such as, can the 30th percentile renter household at the lower end of the distribution afford 30% of all the homes for sale, 40%, 50%? What about the equivalent of a Jeff Bezos, a renter at the very top of the house buying power distribution? Can they afford 100% of the homes for sale? Hmm. 1987, Fleetwood Mac, dreams. Now here I go again, I see the crystal visions of a chart with a 45 degree line running through it. I don't know how you just managed to work in an 80s reference after all. That's very impressive. Yeah, I thought so, right? But I couldn't, on I couldn't resist. We'll have to go back. We will add it to our podcast playlist on Spotify. We have to, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that back to the basics. That is the line of equality, or in our case, the renter affordability equilibrium. If you're on that line, each household in the renter house buyer distribution can afford an equal share of homes for sale in their market. For example, a renter with house buying at the 30th percentile of the house buying distribution can afford 30% of the homes for sale in the market. Renter households above the renter affordability equilibrium line can afford more than their share of homes for sale, and those below can afford less. I would encourage our listeners to look at the latest first-time home buyer outlook report for a visual example of these curves, not my crystal visions. Well, now that we have this visual, we can get to our definition of an affordable market. It is a market where the median or 50th percentile renter can afford 50% or more of the homes for sale. If a potential buyer can afford their fair share of homes for sale, it suggests that there is enough supply at the right price to meet demand. So using that definition, we can compare home buyer affordability through time and between markets. So let's get to the juicy details. What is happening to affordability for potential first-time home buyers, Ksenia? So in the first quarter of this year, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate averaged approximately 6%. A year ago, it was an average of approximately 4%. That's an increase of two whole percentage points in just a year. Primarily because of this increase, national renter house buying power declined by 22% compared with a year ago, from 302 dollars to $237,000. That's a $65,000 drop. While median house prices also declined, that was not enough to offset the effect of rising mortgage rates. The result was a decline in affordability. The median renter could afford 45% of the homes for sale a year ago, but only 34% of homes in the first quarter of this year. 
Well, mortgage rates are a powerful driver of affordability. We did an analysis that looked at the trade-off between mortgage rates and house prices, which found that a one percentage point decline in mortgage rates has the same impact on affordability as an 11% decline in house prices. So you'd need a lot of house price decline to compensate for the recent increase in mortgage rates which is unlikely to happen. So affordability in the short term will largely be dictated by movements in mortgage rates. Yes, and mortgage rates are generally uniform across the country, so their impact on affordability was felt equally across all markets. That's right, mortgage rates are national, incomes and house prices are not. The national snapshot hides a lot of variation between markets, and as we all know, real estate is all about location. So we track the top 50 U.S. markets in our report. Can we talk a little bit about which markets were the most and least affordable? So there were only four markets that were affordable to the median renter in the first quarter of this year, meaning the median renter could afford 50% or more of the homes for sale in that market. Those were Buffalo, New York, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Cleveland. All four are relatively smaller, cheaper markets with an older housing stock. The least affordable markets were some of the usual suspects, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, and Salt Lake City. Wait a minute, Salt Lake City? That is not a usual suspect. That's right. Salt Lake City is a relative newcomer to this category. It was near the middle of the pack in terms of affordability back in 2020, but rapid house price appreciation over the pandemic pushed it to the bottom of the affordability list. Now the median renter can only afford 4% of the homes for sale there. Wow, that is drastic. To afford the median home in Salt Lake City in the first quarter of 2023, a renter household would need a house buying power of $711,000. Yet the median renter in that market had an income of approximately $50,000 and a house buying power of $231,000 in the first quarter. A household would have to be in the 81st percentile of income to afford the median home in Salt Lake City. Compare that to Buffalo, where the median renter household with a house buying power of $203,000 could afford 59% of the homes for sale. If I haven't said it yet on this episode, go Bills. My turn to eye roll here, uh, (laughs) Buffalo and its amazingly gorgeous weather and the bills or Salt Lake and the majestic peaks of the Wasatch Mountains and all the fun that can be had up there. Hard to explain. Wait, wait, I digress. Let's get back to business. It's hard to speculate on what the future holds, but we can trace out some potential scenarios. House price appreciation had been decelerating year over year since April of 2022. But in February, the latest data available at the date of this recording, there was a reacceleration. That's right, reacceleration of price appreciation in the monthly growth rate according to the S&P Case-Shiller Index. It wouldn't be surprising if in this one month of reacceleration turned into a trend. The current supply of homes for sale is very limited. We're not seeing increases in inventory that normal seasonality would suggest. Existing homeowners don't want to sell in this environment because they would have to give up their sub 3% mortgage rate. New home sales can fill some of the gap, but far from all of it, it's not enough to meet demand. Limited supply, higher demand, that equals upward pressure on house prices and downward pressure on affordability. 
But on the upside, now that the Federal Reserve has signaled that they might pause interest rate hikes, we may see easing in mortgage rate volatility, which would give potential home buyers some relief. It's certainly a mixed outlook for the future, but we have nonetheless seen that there are still some markets that remain affordable despite the roller coaster ride the housing market is on. Ksenia, thank you so much for joining us on the Reconomy today and giving us some really great insight into the state of potential first-time homebuyer affordability. Thanks for joining us, Senya. I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon with more 80s music. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Um, I think I have to go and look up Fleetwood Mac now. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Reconomy podcast. If you have an economics related question you'd like us to feature on a future episode, you can email us at economics at firstam.com. We love to hear from our listeners. And as always, if you can't wait for the next episode, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Odetakushi for me, at M Fleming Econ for Mark, and at Ksenia Podapo for Ksenia. Until next time. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Reconomy Podcast from First American. We're pleased to offer you even more economic content at firstam.com slash economics. This episode is copyright 2023 by First American Financial Corporation. All rights reserved.